I just spat beverage everywhere. Escape Games Podcast. This is level 81. It's better than nothing. That's right. We are back <laughs> with another episode of, of, of the Geekscape Games Podcast. The number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. Um, we got three episodes out this week with our E3 special. So we are actually the most abundant podcast on the Geekscape Network. Um, this is like... And we actually know what a teraflop is. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody knew what a teraflop was last week. Um, this is reunion episode, a special edition reunion episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. That's right, the original Four Horsemen of Geekopolypse. Oh, oh, oh! That was like some geek and sundry like level cringe right there. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck Will Wheaton. Um, <laughs> I remember. Um, I remember. Um, uh, years ago, we were at WonderCon. It was me, Jonathan, and his friend Chuck. And we were upstairs, and we were walking past one of the ballrooms. And I looked in, and there was Will Wheaton and Felicia Day up on a stage. And they were being filmed and p- being projected, you know, like on the big projector screen. And like holograms? No, like, <laughs> like close to closed circuit TV. Holly Springs tonight. Um, and then, um, so I uh, was going to yell up to... John and go fuck Will Wheaton, but but there was like every the crowd was laughing and then like the speakers were on, so I I said it quite loud to project to to John who was a a couple of meters in front of me, and I did it right as like the room went silent, so all of a sudden <laughs> it was just like ha 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 ha, and then out in the hallway it's just like fuck Will Wheaton, and everybody in the room turned around and looked, and Will Wheaton was on stage and he's like what the fuck. <laughs> And John starts cracking up and like, go, 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 go. We need to get out of here right, <laughs> right now. Um, it's another Shane O'Hare classic brought to you Shane by Geekscape.net. That's right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, long story short, uh, fuck what we, uh, this is a reunion I feel like it's, we're like, we're like a few weeks away from Comic-Con now. So like the next few episodes, there's going to be like, talk about Twilight Bottom Feeders and bars being open and Danganronpa and all that sort of stuff. Bottom! <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Derek's already wishing that Carlos was here instead. <laughs> I don't know. Shane hasn't offended me too too badly yet. Not yet. Only, Not only, yet. But we're only three minutes, minutes in. in. Ooh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I just wanted to tell a really bad joke. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it back. I'm going to hold it back. I don't need more people blocking me on Facebook. Or um, losing their job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, yeah, that was my fault. (laughs) I am unemployed Um, again, thanks to you. Yeah, so am I. (laughs) What the wow? I hang out with a bunch of deadbeats. You're the only one with a job here, Shane. And and yet we all still make more money somehow. (laughs) 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 Ah, build that wall. So anyway, um, let's get into it. It's post-E3. E3 was last week, and much like the post- uh, Christmas holiday drought for game releases. Post E3 is a drought for game news. Uh, but I think probably the the biggest news thingy of this week was <laughs> ooh, good word. The, the that was an illustrious choice of a of, of a word there. Do you have a lozenge in your mouth? A lozenge? Yeah. No. <laughs> what What do you mean? Do you have something in your mouth? Does it sound like I do? 
Yeah, it sounds like you have a lozenge in your mouth. Like, like how? I don't know. Put a Jolly Rancher in your mouth and talk. It's <laughs> no, there's nothing in my mouth. Um, was so it yeah, a my... joke that I didn't understand, or were you no. actually legitimately asking? Yeah, it sounds like you're sucking on something. Is it? Am I like slurring or something? Is that what's happening? It just sounds like you got something in your mouth. I'm just. I'm tired. I got home from work at like 6 a.m. So. Well, then you slept all day. Well, no, I slept for like three hours. Then I went and saw Finding Dory. <laughs> All right, cry me a river. Uh, so anyway, Mighty Number no- Nine I did came the out. Movie. It was heartbreaking. Mighty Number no. Nine came, it came out. It came <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've missed I us. Spat <laughs> beverage everywhere. Beverage. Because that was uh, hilarious. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, Money Number 9 came out, and it was an absolute disaster of a release. So, so funny. Uh-oh, I just heard feedback. Did we lose somebody? Uh, no. No, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> mic up, Juan, mic up. Um, man, great. The, the fucking A-team is back. High-quality <laughs> podcasting content brought to you by Full Screen Entertainment. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Juan and Josh, you are the... Um, both backers yes. and tell us about the rocky launch and the not so good reception um well i, I haven't had a chance to play it <laughs> yeah I, I, I played like two levels like how, how far have you gotten into it no i'm i haven't received my game really yeah <laughs> i well, backed it, it i didn't get anything the way they, they did it was so weird like you have to log in your humble bundle and it's sent through there so maybe that's why Wait, even if did, I have the Wii U version of it? Yeah. Oh. Because they, they promised they promised that they were going to send an email letting us know when the copies are going to be available, and then release date came, and they that email never came, but they said on Twitter that it was going to be available, like, that night, so... Wait a minute, I thought I was getting a physical copy of the game. Oh, physical copy... Physical rewards haven't gone out yet at all, as far as I know. They don't even exist. I bet they don't even exist. But they're in stores, though. I mean, they want to make sure they can sell it to the people who haven't paid the money yet. So that's the important part. No, and then, and, then, and you know what? Bear in mind, bear in mind, when you kickstart something, you're not pre-ordering, you're not pre-purchasing, you're investing in a product. So it is acceptable for backers to get the product after it hits retail stores. So just saying. Shut up. <laughs> It's not fair. You're so insensitive to our co-host's plight here. <laughs> but I mean, it might be better. It might be better that you didn't get your copy because there's been a lot of reports coming out that's saying that the Wii U copy in particular is especially is especially bad, where it has uh, slowdown issues, and some people are even reporting that it's bricking their consoles. Bricking the <laughs> yep. no. Yep. I don't know. You know, I don't know the validity wow. of it, but there's been reports and people saying that that's happened to in some cases. Yes, which is why it's funny that, um, well, report uh, reportedly Inafune during their stream on release date said that it's better than nothing, whereas nothing, at least nothing wouldn't break your console. <laughs> so and, maybe um, nothing would have been better. The 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 best thing that has that has come out from this whole release as uh, the um. The official Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter account tweeted oh, a picture yeah. uh, of Sonic shrugging that says like, "Hey, at Mighty Number Nine, good job on that release release date." 
it's better than nothing. Which and then, is like, a, it's so funny coming from Sonic as well because <laughs> when was the last time they released a game worth playing? But, like here's the thing though, I didn't. I I was somewhat surprised that there was so much outrage about that because I read that tweet and to me and I still think this way that it was only really making fun of the quote and not the perceived quality of the game. So oh, I, was I actually, probably, but 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 still like the fact that it's coming from a. The twi- like the official Twitter of a game franchise that's gone from incredible to like literally Not. how are they still being made? You know, like it's just it just seems perplexing and and hilarious. Did you? Uh, I blame Naughty Sidebar. Dog. Did did you guys know that there was a series of Sonic games that took place in storybooks? Yes. Um, wasn't that Dark Knight and um, Secret Ring? Yeah. Um, where Sonic had to fight King Arthur. Yeah, I, I played that game. I think I, I might have reviewed it. I think the last good Sonic game I played was Sonic and Sega Racing. Uh, the All-Stars one. Transformed that wasn't or a good regular. Game. Transformed, I think. Yeah. That was actually, I probably, that was, that was the game that I put hours into my Vita on. Which, it's funny though, because, uh, in response to the Mighty Number no. 9 um, became the highest uh, highest contributor to the Sonic Humble Bundle, donating ninety nine dollars. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my God. It's this little thing, but I mean, we'll talk about the game itself more when we get to the games we've been playing because I did play like three stages so far. Um, but as far as the whole controversy, there's been a lot of people who say that Inafune didn't say. It's better than nothing, and that a chunk of what the translator was saying was just his own interjection after mm. he had said what Inafune said. But I mean, still, regardless of if he said it, I mean, even if you listen to the whole sentence that was spoken, it's still not literally saying the game's better than nothing. There's more to it than that, and there's a whole write-up on the site discussing it. But it's just, regardless, it's just one of many issues that. It was, like, the last thing that this game needed. Like, right after it came out, after all this time and all the controversies, the Wii U version's not working. Reviews have been really, like, have been tepid all around. Mm-hmm. Um, the well, Xbox 360 critic, but... version got delayed further because it didn't pass certification over Microsoft. And then the portable versions, and I think they said Linux, and um, another like one other operating system are still delayed until like an undetermined date so it's still not even completely in the clear it's finally out and it's just following essentially the same trend that it's been following since they first opened their second kickstarter and all the the controversy started snowballing so mighty number nine is sitting at a uh, 54 metacritic rating on the ps4 Mm -hmm. average user score is 3.3 see no like it's not the well, like I said, I'll talk about it more later. But just to briefly touch on that, it's not so far. It's not the greatest game, but the Wii U version, notwithstanding, it's not. It's not. A, it's not like five bad. Like I don't know. I haven't read any of the reviews because I want to do one for my own. And I don't want to skew my own opinion mm-hmm. by getting mm-hmm. other people's thoughts in my head. But I can't watch out. Shane will get one up first. Eh. <laughs> eh. I haven't played the game. It'll be. Eh. Eh. But yeah. I, I don't know where these where the fives are coming from. It's not that bad. Is that it? Yeah, that's about it. I mean, like, I, 
everybody has been like universally panning it. And you know what? I am a little bit happy uh, for some reason. I don't know why. Because like, you wa- hate crowdfunding. I hate crowdfunding, and I wanted this to fail from fucking day one. You know what I, I love? S- crowdfunding stuff. Yeah. <laughs> The funny thing is, I don't know how true this is, but I was talking to one of our writers um, yesterday, and he was telling me that the reason why it was downgraded so much was because, since they had committed to porting it to so many consoles and handhelds, that they basically had to make it for the weakest Mm, It was like a lowest common denominator type thing, yeah. Yeah, and then just port it to everything else. So essentially, what we're getting, according to what we were talking about, was a 3DS game ported to everything else. Which is funny because the 3DS version still isn't available. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. Juan, like, wh- what do you think? Are Are you looking forward to it, or are you just burned out at this point? Well, uh, you know, it's it's amazing what's been with three years now f- since he initially announced this back at PAX Prime, and I was super excited. You know, I'll be through the roof excited, and I, I if you would have told me. That the launch of Mighty Number no. Nine would go this horrific, I would say you're absolutely insane. There's no way. I th- I feel like I remember early the early days on in the podcast whenever new Mighty Number no. Nine news would be announced. I just remember you guys being like super excited for it. Yeah, I mean, because I, I I mean, we assumed they us, knew what they were doing. Yeah, it's <clears throat> Ke- it's Kaiji Nofune. It's one of like this guy created Mega Man. Yeah, it, but, uh, uh, same thing as you know. Oh, he's Hideo Kojima. How could Konami let him go? Maybe he's a fucking shithead to work with and doesn't know how to make a game from the ground up. Yeah, and I think my recent cynicism on the podcast about Kojima kind of is related to the Mighty Number no. 9 debacle because we get caught up in the hype around these personalities and their games that they've made, but we don't really know a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So when you have a situation like this where Inafune went from a kind of like a hero-worship level down to like being completely vilified because we he's saw like a, how bad he was on the business side and maybe in retrospect Capcom had a point in not working with him anymore as far as far as we know like if he doesn't re- if he's not able to stay within a four million dollar budget for a 2d side scroller that's probably like two like probably three or four hours long how is he supposed to be trusted with like a you know a full-fledged project like that so, I mean, it adds a different dynamic to the discussion. It's not so black and white as evil company versus innocent developer. I guess that's pretty much it to say. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, well, I was just going to f- say that to to have to have Kaiji Nifune launch this game at this state. And, I mean, he, got, he received close to $4 million to produce this. And then it and, had another Kickstarter for the uh, voice acting, though. So adding that money in, I'm, is it over $4 million? It has to be. It has to yeah. it, with that money it has to be over four million, and uh, to have it co- to have everything come to this is com- just more than anything. I'm not as I, I hate to use this because it's so overused, but I'm not mad. I'm just very disappointed because this, I mean, like I said, I was going to say earlier, this is one of the this is one of the most respected developers, at least when I was a kid. You had Mega Man, you had the, your Mario's. I mean, th- this guy, we love Mega Man. And when we heard he was creating the spiritual successor to it, of course, I had no idea what was the fallout between Capcom and him. And even a couple years ago, when you saw Capcom putting out the shitty version of Mega Man in, in the Street Fighter versus Tekken, and and we like, wow, Capcom's really giving it to Inafune. They're really bitter that he's leaving. Uh, a lot of people took Inafune's side on this. 
They just saw Capcom as a villain. Capcom, yeah, and to be fair, Capcom made it easy by canceling all these projects that fans wanted and all that kind of stuff. Uh, right. Too. Same way, same way Konami made it easy by canceling Silent Hills and pulling PT off the store for no reason. Right. It's it's those things kind of helped, uh, you know, Enafune's side and making the case stronger against Capcom is like they're taking away the projects that we want to see. They let go. Or they wouldn't resign one of their developers. They forced him out. It, it, we don't understand what's going on. So Capcom went from being one of the most beloved French uh, companies to one of the most despised in a short matter of uh, months and years. And now I, I, I got to wonder what Capcom is thinking. The people who let him go or had that falling out. Now that you see all this stuff with Mighty Number no. Nine, you know that they're leaning back in the recliners, just gloating and loving every minute of this. They have to be. They have to be. Because you see, we were we were right. And you know what? I I will have to be humble and say, yeah, I guess you were. I mean, I know that it's it's very easy for us to, especially for people like me who grew up with it to easily take Inafune's side and and undoubtedly, here's my $60 for your Kickstarter, sir. I'm sorry I couldn't give you more. I would if I could, but here, I'll gladly give it to you because I have you know the hope and I know that you're going to do a great job because damn it, I love your old games. I love your stuff. <laughs> and I want and I want to, at those kind of games, I want to see you do them again. Absolutely. Give me those hard st- side scrollers. And then this, the de- before this, the delays, and then the delays, and their absolute silence from their uh, customer service and their Twitter account. Nothing for at least two and a half months about where the state of the game was. And then, you know, we get the release date, and then we get that horrible trailer that came out <laughs> in like 1991, and then the game comes out. And there's like, and I'm reading it. There's no way the game could be that bad. Come on, this is Inafune now. He knows what he's doing, and. Uh, I've but you're good. Bear in mind, there's a whole team of people. Like, I, exactly. Like, d- I know. I was. Well, I was gonna say. Like, there's just. What is? What does he do? Like he does. Does he program the physics engine, or does he just design the? Like what is? What is Inafune's like? Like how far do, does he I go? Think in, I think in this game on this project, I'm pretty sure he was just character designer. Yeah, but still and, at like, that if, director. But if you're the guy at the top of the food chain, everything has to go through you. It's it's his responsibility to say, all right, before this even touches game testers, I need to see what's going on on a on a level to level basis. That's why for me, like with Miyamoto, he is directly involved in every step of the way for the games that are being developed. Have it be Pikmin, have it be Mario, have it be Zelda. He's there for every step of the way to make sure it's the best it could be. That's why I loved Iwata so much, because he understood how that works. Now, Inafune, even if he doesn't know how to do the stuff that Miyamoto and Iwata do or did, he at least has to oversee that. At least has to oversee, or at least get the feedback from other people. I cannot fathom how something like this could go to print, can go gold, and be this bad. And have, even if he checked it or not, this is on him. Regardless if he did character design or he did all of it, all of it falls into him. And he's utterly responsible because this is the man that asked for our money. We gave it to him over $4 million. And this is what, and this is his first big re- uh, release with com- concept. He needed to make sure that this game knocked it out of the park. Now, there's no way people can, people who gave money to him for this game, if he ever. And he won't. But if he ever asks for another Kickstarter like this, there's no way people are going to give money again. They just which don't. Proven this... by, which is proven by his second Kickstarter that he opened during, <laughs> like, while Mighty Number no. Nine is still in development. That's, yeah. it's, 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 he's done. I cannot see 
this company lasting another what two three years i just don't there's no way they're going to make uh, i mean they i know they got their money but what are they going to do after this and you got to think of all those people who worked on this game if they go work for another studio they want to go someplace else hey so where did what was your last game uh uh it's not important no, no <laughs> what was your last game uh <clears throat> number nine it, it it's I, I feel really bad for those people but again, mm. m- maybe this just all falls on Inafune himself, and and I just don't know what the hell happened. Well, that's enough talk about uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, something that's Good probably segue. not going to be disappointing. Uh, the Nintendo NX, although sales wise, you know, probably disappointing. Uh, apparently, what wait, 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 sales wise, probably disappointing. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything like the Wii U, it's going to mm. be or disappointing ga- sales wise. Or the GameCube, or, or the, the GameCube, or anything but the Wii and the NES and SNES. Really, uh, and, the, and the 3ds. And the, sorry, and the 3d. Yeah, handhelds don't count, man. Uh, there's been heavy rumors lately about. Uh, well, first of all, the rumors were that the NX was going to be digital only. Also, I feel like it's crazy that the NX launch is like how many months away now? Oh, we still know nothing about it. It's like nine months. I guess nine months is still mm-hmm. quite a bit, but nine months away, and and we know nothing except that it's coming out in March. And why is anybody? We don't even know it? if the NX is the final name. No, like yeah, exactly. That's like the code name for it. But uh, there was heavy rumors it was going to be digital only uh, until GameStop as was actually the one to confirm that that was not the case. Uh, but a new trademark for Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, when they list their trademark stuff, it, it they're listed as goods and services. Uh, it, it it basically it has largely the same trademark uh, information as every Wii U game does, which says stuff like downloadable electronic video game software, electronic game program, that kind of stuff. But this time around, it also lists video game cartridges. Um, and as uh, NeoGaf pointed out, typically uh, the Wii U games will not list that unless the game is also available on the 3DS. Uh, obviously, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild will not be releasing on 3DS, but uh, it could be. You know, that could be just. I mean, it's feeding the rumor mill really right now, but it could be a little bit of a confirmation of a, a new cartridge-based system, which would be pretty crazy. And uh, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Like Solid State Media is getting so much better, so much faster. What's well, so fast? It's smaller. way faster, and it's it's fast. It's small. It's cheap as hell now, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It's more durable. Like, there's not a lot of reasons not to do it, really. Um, and it's uh, and honestly, leave it up to Nintendo to um, like they always push something new with their um, their consoles, and um, I think that uh, you know pushing fast, high capacity, solid state um, games wouldn't be out of the realm of the poss- uh, possibility. And I think I think the NX it, it would make sense because it's supposed to, it's supposed to also be a portable system, correct? Or do they like? Mix I, I that? mean, that's all just it's all speculation at this point. Uh, yeah, and and on, on that note, official. with the on that note with you know like like speed is obviously a huge thing, and and you know people are talking about Breath of the Wild and the map. You know, it, uh, there's I think I believe I read that there's supposed to be no loading screens. Is that correct? Or at least while, not while you're out in the main world. Is that correct? Yeah, um, as far as I, I know. I, yeah, so this did, main did, world, which is apparently nine times the size of the Skyrim map, you know, like, like uh, something like a fast cartridge-based system, you know, that would work really well for it. Regard, you know, instead of loading off a slower hard drive or a much much slower optical disc, like cartridge is probably the fastest way to make that happen without any hiccups. 
Right. Now, is the uh, the Wii U solid state, or does it have a moving disc in there? The Oh, it's solid state, but it's only up to 32 gigs, or you're plugging in hard drives via USB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, my only concern about that is, I know, a, amongst other reasons, one of the things that held back the N64 was that the uh, discs were cheaper to make, and that became kind of like the universal standard. So when third parties are porting games, you know, they just kind of had that one format and they would have to kind of jump through hoops to get it to work on the 64 so i mean i know that um like the cartridge based programming and everything is advanced since the n64 days but a lot of times it feels i don't know what's the behind the scenes stuff but it feels like third parties look for excuses sometimes not to release games on nintendo Nintendo systems (laughs) and a big part of the reason is because oh like you know they're formatting is so is so different from playstation and xbox when we could just essentially make one game and put them Mm -hmm. on the same format for the competitors and if the next nintendo system is going to have a smaller install base which realistically if history shows it very well might you know i could see the wii u happening all over again where um support starts off strong and then as soon as sales aren't what they're hoping they'll be at then they'll look for any kind of excuse to say it's not worth developing for Mm -hmm. do we know um um do we know who is manufacturing the internals of the wii u or the nx it's supposed to be um i thought it was amd wasn't it it is it is yeah was no was that confirmed or is that just speculation i think everything is speculation at this point still well, if AMD is making the internals, then there there is no there's going to be no difference. Um, then all the consoles will be on parity together. They're all going to be AMD. They're all going to be x86. I don't. There's um, not been any confirmation that the NX will be x86, though. I would be surprised if it wasn't. If if I would, at this point, <clears throat> I would be surprised as well. But it's also Nintendo. Like, just the way that AMD has been shifting with all their new cards. Um, AMD is making solid state hard disks now too freakishly affordable <clears throat> i would be surprised if amd doesn't make this mm-hmm. um that uh th- that it's not going to be x86 then all the consoles are going to be on parity in their platforming um and then really the only thing that it, then honestly if it is a cartridge-based system the wii u will be the, the um superior system because um uh you don't have to like plan out where uh, items are stored on a disc for accessing. Um, it's just my thoughts. One, uh, I just uh, it's not really NX relate. Well, I guess in a way, this is just breaking about twenty minutes ago. So you know, you know the the UK has voted to leave the EU, so that went through. But Japan, they're leaving. Yes, the vote went through. They're leaving. Holy but get shit! This. Japan just 24 minutes ago has halted all trade with the UK. Holy wow. shit! Because the the pound dropped dramatically, and what? so they no no it, the chart there's the the value of the, the pound the, dropped drastically in the market. Japan has halted all trade, and somebody tweeted hey, to uh, Harada who makes Tekken. He goes, "Hey, I'm in Britain and I love Tekken. Am I going to be able to still play the game?" And he just says, "Come to Japan, grin." <laughs> oh my god so uh, so i mean if that means any video games from japan and if you live in the uk you are fucked with a capital f 
With a capital yeah, how, a capital how K. That, how does that work though? Because they're not actually pressed in, in Japan, so it wouldn't be a Jap- Japanese import, would it? Well, if you want, if you want anything from Japan, unless it's because I know Nintendo has their own stuff in the UK, so they can probably just print it out there. But if there's any Japan-specific imports you want, you're. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. the prices are going to go astronomically high. Or you're gonna have to do some big roundabout, like have to buy, have somebody from the United States import it for you, and then have them ship it to you from from the U.S. or from Canada. But that's huge. I mean, this is gonna have. I mean, that, that's. I've never seen anything like this. This is this is ridiculous. Hold on, man. And like all, I'm trying to pull up a bunch of like currency exchange rate websites, and they are all like <laughs> DDoSed. Um, Wow. Google still says a, a British pound is equal to 1.74 Canadian dollars. <laughs> so they're not doing that bad. Um, <laughs> Compared to good old Canada. Canadian. Um, wow. But huh. that, that's that's huge. So it's going to be I I it's going to it's going to be interesting to see how this affects the video game market. Um, I dropped it dropped it only dropped What is this? Oh never mind. I don't know. Well this this is this is now officially a fortune cast. <laughs> Speaking of economy, I just I saw the other day a pre-order for I can't remember which game, but a standard edition, standard retail price video game in Canada and it was uh it it got up to they're up to 89.99 now. Really? Yeah. Neat. Plus, Great story, Derek. Tell it again. We I, like I feel like you know if their economy's hurting games are going to get more ex- expensive and that was you know hit close to home for me speaking of economy um for some reason Bayonetta 2 has just been blowing up on like YouTube you're such a dick and um like <laughs> what was the, wrong with uh, that story i thought it was it, relevant to you didn't you didn't you didn't like say like oh there was a pre-order for a thing and it was expensive like <laughs> there I'm was saying, no content i'm saying to that games story. games are hitting 89.99 in canada now how much do they cost in your country games are because it's games are becoming more and more expensive in other parts of the world you have to have empathy for yeah. our international friends you what you guys hey. are, you guys got your fucking gamers club unlocked you're paying like 40 dollars <laughs> That's still too dicks. much. I, didn't, I, I still haven't bought Overwatch because it's too much money. <laughs> um, I, I, I do. I do have to say um, that uh, when I set up uh, monetization on our SoundCloud, there's like some random ass countries. It's like, oh, you want to do um, monetization? And, and oh god, hold on, hold on, hold on. God, I hope no one. Uh, pays this is this. a way better story than my story. Guadalupe, this is way better. Gersney, the I'm Isle super of Man, interested in this. The Northern. Marinara, Mariana Islands. <laughs> Marinara. It was worth it for Marinara. You saved it there. <laughs> um, but uh, for some reason, uh, Bayonetta is blowing up on YouTube. And the price of Bayonetta uh, 2 physical with the, the, the Bayonetta 1 um, is up to like $103 right now. Is that US dollars? Uh, yeah, freedom dollars. Nice. I, uh, I have not. I, I'm pretty sure my copy of Bayonetta 2 is still sealed. Oh, dude, save it, save it. It's collectors, collectors. Are items. you serious, Derek? Yeah, Speaking I want to play it one day, and I got on it last. Subject, I got it for Christmas 2014. Is that geez. when it came out? Like on the subject of ex- on the subject of expensive Wii U games, Devil's Third, I read today was getting its online service pulled already. Yeah, it had. A, I read it had a huge price drop. Actually, like it dropped by like a third or something because they're cutting the online. Yeah. Wait, wait. Wh- who who left? 
or who who dropped their services? Oh, Devil's Nintendo Third is going to be dropping the online mode for Devil's Third, essentially, ah. and it's only a few months old. Is that even? Oh, wow. Um, speaking of economy, Steam Summer Sales here. So we could buy a bunch of games we're not going to play. <laughs> I could do that without uh, Steam. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, one thing that um, that uh, uh, is to note, um, if uh, you buy uh, a copy of Counter Strike Global Offensive, you cannot gift it right now during the summer sale. That seems why. So there's a big there's a big problem with um, in the Global Offensive uh, like matchmaking community um, for uh, people buying extra accounts. Oh, here we go. Wake, wake me up! Wake me up in thirty minutes. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. You're 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 a dick. You're a dick. You're you're a dick. You know what? I'm interested. I'm glad you're a special guest. You can tell me. You can tell me. <laughs> People buy extra copies to like like either hack or Smurf, uh, and uh, Valve added this new Prime matchmaking where um, what does you Smurfing have to mean? Uh, I, th- I was I was wondering too, but I didn't want to ask. We just added um, another forty five minutes. Basically, uh, you are a really good player, and then you buy another copy of the game. So you start with lo- so you're playing with low level players, and you can stat yourself up. Uh, no, so you can um, basically. So what's like you get the best of the best global elites. They'll buy a second account, and then purposely lose a bunch so that they stay in like silver league, and then they can just like stomp a couple of rounds, and then like force lose a couple of rounds. And they they stay. It's it's pretty much just for like um, just you know ruining other players, um, you know games. So it's it's a it's a kind of a problem where uh, because up until recently, um, most of the global elite games were full of hackers. People would hack their way up to these high high rankings, and then if you're actually naturally that high, um, you, you would just be fighting with hackers the whole time. You know yada yada. Long story short, anyway. But so people would buy copies so they could hack or they could smurf. Um, they added this prime matchmaking where you have to attach a phone number to your account. And um, if you're in prime matchmaking, you're in another ecosystem where you're only with other people that are prime. And so far, it's been really good. Uh, everybody that I've played matches with in prime has been super cool, super nice, no toxicity. Great. But anyway. Um, Which means there's can't... more room for Shane to bring it. <laughs> actually, I'm I'm actually surprisingly docile and really nice when I play Scro CSGO. You save it all for the podcast? Save it all for the podcast. Um, so, oh man, I'm still tempted to say that horrible joke. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Steam Summer Sale is going on. Um, can't gift um, Really, it's not, a, it's not really a sale if you can't gift CSGO. Well, I just thought it was interesting. No, it, uh, I was just kidding. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I feel like it's been a long time since I bought a Steam game, actually, but... Uh, the sales always really excited me. Yeah. They do a really uh, good job with them. I saw yeah. Doom was already like, Doom was like 40% off on the Steam sale today. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Um, Sonic had his birthday today. Happy birthday, Sonic. He's almost as old, he's almost as, old as I am. It's better than nothing. And uh, the Nintendo 64 had its uh, birthday today. I'm declining in quality with age just like Sonic is, I've realized. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Sonic one day. Us, Sonic gives us glimmers of hope every couple of years, though. Ah, I. So he's, he's, <laughs> at least he's got that going for him. 
oh man, <laughs> five years down the road, your fiance's yelling, or wife is yelling at you, why can't you be wearing Sonic Clippers <laughs> of Hope with just a repeated disappointment? <laughs> I mean, Sonic, Sonic will be like Sonic. Sonic will be like back on top by then. It's <laughs> a weird, like underlying racism in that statement, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic gave us colored folk. Oh God! Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's actually uh, the funniest thing that come out <laughs> come out of this week. Uh, there is a um, uh, there's a game that's on Steam right now uh, that just hit. Um, Steam sale. It's called Hadian Lands. It's a text adventure game. The game sells for $12, but uh, because um, Steam supports DLC, the developer was like, oh, I'll, I'll have a DLC option, and you can buy this $35 DLC for a $12 core game, and the DLC is just a PDF of a certificate that you print out that says, I promise to beat this game without looking through walkthroughs or checking the forms <laughs> or, or anything. And that's it. <laughs> that kind of reminds me hilarious. Kind of reminds me when I was a teenager and just discovered eBay and didn't really understand it. So I was searching for us like a singing group that I liked and there were some photographs of them that some guy was selling for a penny. So I bought them and it ended up charging my mom's credit card like $50 because the guy was charging forty nine ninety nine shipping. Oh, oh, funny! <laughs> <laughs> and he, and they came in just a regular like envelope. Mm. What was the group? Was it together. was it off eBay? Was it off eBay? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that because back in the day, eBay did not charge; they did not take a fee on the shipping fees. So people would very. I mean, it sounds like you just got scammed, but people would very often have very low like buy it now prices and then more expensive shipping, so they ended up paying eBay less money. <laughs> remember when people were selling PlayStation 3 boxes on eBay? I don't yeah, remember the price of the console. Fuck. Remember when this, this show actually had news on it? Not I this mean, week. it's a slow news week. Yeah. Uh, well, the certificate says, I, put your name, here I pledge that I'll complete the game, Hadian Lands, entirely of my own natural wit and skill, without recourse to any hints, guide, walkthrough, or other source of information beyond those provided in the game itself. And yes, I will solve the flipping thing. I'm up to the challenge. This I swear by whatever in, uh, instrumentality I revere by every test tube in Hermes Trismegistus' laboratory and by the cold hard cash to pay for the certificate duly signed and witnessed. Um, so yeah, you $35 DLC for a $12 game and the DLC is just a picture. Hey, at least you get your physical reward faster than you did if you backed Mighty Number no. 9. <laughs> Alright, well that's it for me. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, th- there's. I mean, there's a new Berserk game coming out, and it looks cool. Yeah, um, the same team that does all the Dynasty Warriors and Hyrule Warriors games. So that's exciting. Yeah. I wonder how much homoeroticism is going to be in it. I, I really like the original uh, sort of the Berserk game. I don't. Did remember you guys it. play it at all? It was no. for Dreamcast. <laughs> it was like a really cool slasher. Mm-mm. I was. Uh, I never got into Berserk. You sounded really drunk just now when you said that. <laughs> I what? Well, uh, <laughs> no, I was just trying to like I was t- trying to look at my daughter from a distance, and I was losing track of uh, train of thought. But Berserk was one of those things where I never got into it because I never saw it on TV, or I never found a buddy who had it on VHS the way we traded anime back in the day. 
So, mm, so it's yeah. just one of those things where I see it. I know what Berserk is, like if I see the character, but that's it. Like I have, I don't even know what the premise of Berserk is. It a Viking thing? Yeah. What what is it, Berserk? It's about a soldier who, uh, like a lone soldier who, teams up with a band of other soldiers and like try to take over this kingdom, but then the leader of the group of soldiers gets jealous of him and it's implied that he that he's kind of gay for him and then he rapes some girl thinking of the guy and then he becomes a demon and then the rest of the show goes into the mercenary I, trying I, to kill his old friend if you could see the face i'm making right now i feel like i don't remember berserk as much as i thought i did if that's what berserk's about well no i, never, I watched it when i, I was never, like I, I i think i watched it when i was like 10 and i don't know if that's old enough to be watching that well, here's the thing, because I only, I only recently watched Berserk, like, because they did a series of movies that abridged, like, the anime um, mm-hmm. a few years ago. So uh-huh. I had never watched it until the movies, and from what I heard, that whole storyline that the movies cover is, like, the peak of the series, and then after that it kind of becomes a generic villain of the week. Hero is eternally chasing the villain and never really makes progress. Ah. Uh, Inuyasha? No, not like Inuyasha. That show ever end? Yes, it ended. Not it soon enough. Ending. Fuck you. <laughs> Look. Episodes 1 through 125 were great, and then they started dragging <laughs> from there, and then they came out with the second anime that finished it, and that was full throttle, like something important was happening every episode. To me, that was Archie with just Japanese demons in it. <laughs> it's like Archie can't choose between Betty and Veronica. Only difference is one's dead. Yeah, Veronica wasn't dead, so that's that's irrelevant. She still, wasn't stealing souls. Still banging. She bang, wasn't. Though. What? What? No. <laughs> this, is, this is such a rude conversation. Rude. Rude. Uh, so a Muslim walks into a bar. Don't do it. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say already. I've heard this joke. But... You know what uh, I wanna know? You know what I wanna know? Why, are, why isn't the Katamari news in the outline? What Katamari it's, news? That it still exists? <laughs> yeah, they're, they they just uh, there's a trademark for a new one. Do are you not? Do you guys like Katamari? I feel like Katamari is like one of my favorite game series. It's so much fun and so much like you're just playing and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you have no idea, but you love it. I like the first uh, one. It sounds like all my sexual encounters. I like the first one, and then all the sequels just felt like they pretty much ran out of ideas after the first game and they were just I mean some the of the sequels were some of them were not great but I feel like I really liked uh, quite a few of them I mean the last one was like touch my katamari which was the Vita game correct <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was, that was a long time ago but so apparently they registered uh trademarks for <laughs> something called amazing katamari katamari rule 34 oh god and no the there's also a trademark for something called What a Wonderful Katamari, and uh, I'm pretty excited. I mean, literally, that's no news except a trademark. You I know. typed in Katamari Rule 34, and I got Game Grumps Rule 34. Huh. Uh, well, the, f- the funny thing, too, about Katamari and it actually coming out is that there was another game that's not coming out in Australia, which um, I actually got to test it out at E3 a little bit, uh, Make You Labyrinth of Death. Um, which is really weird because that game was really tame compared to most of Idea Factory's games. But Australia ended up banning it for 
apparent, according to what they were saying, they were implying that there was sexual, um, like sexual scenes involving, uh, involving children oh, dear or like God. underage people. So, ah. which is weird though, because in the United States it got rated T for teen, and in Japan it got rated twelve and up. So, Australia. Well, is I mean, that's the target audience. Yeah. Well, Australia is notoriously notoriously strict about it, and I think. Idea Factory went on to release an official statement saying that it was because of a side mode that a lot of Vita games have where you can, like, use the touchscreen to tap the characters or whatever. Oh, there's so many waifus in this game. So. I feel yeah, like Idea Factory kind of really pumps out a lot of titles. Yeah, they do. It, cause it's all about pumping. Cause a lot of and times Josh it's e- just, eats up every single one. A lot of times it's just the same game reskinned, but this one's completely different. Oh, yeah. So, mm. I'm looking forward to it. And I usually hate Dungeon Crawlers. Pokemon Go comes out in July. Oh God, really? That. Are you serious? Did we talk about does that it, last week? Does it Mm-mm. does it look good now? Uh, no, it's it the still same. Look, it, I mean, is is that good or is that bad? Like, I feel like it just looked kind of messy before. Isn't it essentially just Ingress with Pokemon? Yeah, which, which is not a pretty game. It's it's, not, that sounds so fucking cool, though. It'll hold my attention way better than Ingress that, did. I got it. Ingress was in. really fun. I I got quite into Ingress. But I also lived in a small, smaller city at the time, so like there was like ten people playing, and so it wasn't that fun. What did you just say? One has anybody played the demo version of it? What uh, Carlos? Carlos did. There's a, there's a Pokemon Go demo. Well, he um, had to register beta. like about yeah, the closed uh, beta. No, the, no, no. Carlos did. I, I I have it too, and I and I was sorry that I wasn't on the previous shows to talk about it, but I, I the concept is really good. The execution sucks. It's the mighty number nine mm. of Pokemon games. Oh, it's look. It, let me put it this way. <laughs> Except with a four million dollar fucking pre order. Well, well, here's the thing: when you, I was under the impression when I fought, like at a gym, for example, there's random places where the, a gym is set up, and you could fight the trainer there and his Pokemon, just like any traditional Pokemon game. You select an attack, and you it's turn based, right? It's not. You just mash the screen to have your Pokemon attack the other Pokemon. It's like hungry, hungry hippos. And I mean, I like hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, but it's like, what's the point of having these attacks? Yeah, no, if you you know, so I I love hungry hippos too. It's the, it's the shit. But I mean, it's like Pokemon mixed with Cookie Clicker, <sighs> which I was really into for way too long. Every time you say Cookie Clicker, you sound like you just like guzzled a, a bottle of gin. <laughs> but, uh, is it like an accent thing? Like what? It's you, cookie, you cookie. I mean, it is Cookie Clicker. It's kind of a. <laughs> You slow down dramatically. <laughs> it's. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm Shane. trying to explain it. Uh, <laughs> I'm in sorry. The best I, way I inconvenienced can. you with my speaking. <laughs> you wonder why he's only on once every few months now. Like yeah. that's just at, at the point where I've stopped crying, and I'm like, maybe I can try again, and then, then I got to take a month break. You're ruining the integrity of my show. <laughs> you do a good job of that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, you're ruining the integrity of Jonathan's website <laughs> which is why he's doing us a favor by not writing anything it's bad enough that the show you. goes up every week hey I got a Monday music up this week I know, we're I saw not that. talking about shit this is like I, I was I was, was going to answer Derek's it's, question it's the oh, cat- what was your question uh, the, the thing is what, what sucks about this game is that you'll get a point where you'll bring the other Pokemon's health to zero. At least that's what it looks like on the screen. But for some reason, the Pokemon is still attacking you. So you're like, wait, it's, I thought you were dead. And you'll see a, uh, situations where your health is higher than 
the enemy's Pokemon, but for some reason, it still kills you when it when it has no health left. So it's it's very inaccurate in terms of keeping real time stats of who has the most health and how many attacks you have left. And like how that way, because if I know that I need to use a potion or a super potion or whatever, I don't want to find out that I can't use it anymore because. It turns out like three seconds ago or five seconds ago, I was already dead. My Pokemon was just still trying to mm. catch up with the animation. So mm-hmm. and then, oh shit! Yeah. So then, also you'll like walk around, and you have zero idea where there's. So you'll look in your screen. There's no Pokemon whatsoever anywhere around you. So there'll be like some. There'll be some instances where like, oh, I have to use some incense or I have to use something else to draw Pokemon out, and that's where they get you with the pay to play, where you have to spend money to draw the Pokemon out so you can capture them. And even if you do, you'll have like really low level Pokemon to capture. And you'll see mm-hmm. people who have like level, like 400 power slow pokes or, you know, a, a Porygons and you have like a strength of 80, uh, like Pidgey. And so it, it's, it's like the more money you spend, the more the access to better Pokemon you get. The highest I've been able to find is like a 255 Sandshrew. But there are people out there rocking like 478, almost 500 in terms of strength Pokemon. So it's like, what's the point? Jesus. So it's like you're pretty much just doing it to collect all the Pokemon. Uh, and the interface is not very clean, like to find out what you need to do or like where everything is organized. And it, graphically, it just looks pretty bad. It looks really bad. And even the Pokemon models aren't anything to write home about. You're better off just spending the same money you would on Pokemon Go just you know or like over the length of time if you're buying all the items and whatnot just go buy a pokemon game for your 3ds more people are going to be playing that anyway dang it Juan. i'm sorry i look <laughs> no dude i was super excited when i got the beta invite and but after like five minutes i'm done and then here's the thing it anybody who's played the open beta or closed beta knows this it will absolutely eat your bones battery Mm, oh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's with Ingress too. That's like any you're location-based running, game. Like oh, that. God. You're, you're running. You're running your um, mobile data antenna. You're running your GPS antenna. You're running your GPU mm-hmm. and your CPU. That thing is just gonna oh, fucking crank. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you're done. So, I mean, it's like if you're gonna play Pokemon Go, I hope you're doing it close to home, or you're gonna be charging your phone at your friend's house or some other place you're gonna go to. Because if you're going to play for like 30 minutes, it's going to eat... Like, you can't play the thing for more than 45 minutes. Isn't that essentially what the uh, accessory is for, though? So you could still catch Pokemon without having to use your phone? See, that's that's the thing. If I'm going to be getting all these little gadgets and doodads, and want, I'm just going to go get another Pokemon game. Unless I can take... And uh, this may be stupid because they probably already announced this. Is there a way I could take these Pokemon and put them into a traditional Pokemon game? Doubt it. Severely doubt it. No, they, they said that you'd be able to transfer Pokemon into the main game. At well, E3. I guess that, there would be then. an incentive to, do, to get the game then. Yeah, they said it at E3, but I mean, this game, as, um, as of now, is only going to have uh, Generation 1 Pokemon and um, the remakes on... Or not the remakes, but the eShop versions of Red, Blue, and Yellow are also going to have compatibility to trade them over, so you're not going to be getting any Pokemon that you can't already get from those games unless mm. they're going to have some kind of special abilities. Hmm. All right, so mission objectives? No games, games. Man, fuck. What have you been? What have you been playing, Derek? <laughs> um. So it's been. I haven't actually played that much since my last episode because I've just been working a lot. Uh, I tried Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Uh, thanks to EA Access. It was that what it's called EA Access. 
No, that yep. was their E3 e- thing. What's what's no, that's, that's the EA X- access. EA, okay. EA, EA Play access. was E3. Sorry, it's been a long couple days. Uh, <laughs> played. I, I got like it's an been hour. A long hour. What's that? It's been a long hour. <laughs> I I got into Mirror's Edge Catalyst a little bit. I played it for like an hour. Uh, it doesn't feel the same, and I don't know what it is. And I feel like it seems way easier than the original Mirror's Edge did, which I did, which I'm not loving. Like I loved the challenge aspect of the first Mirror's Edge game. The hub open world city thing. I'm, I'm. I think the I don't open know, world it, is what really hurts it. Yeah, like I really loved the linearity of the first game. It, I, I, it, I don't know what like how to place it. Like it, I don't love a lot of open world games. First of all, but I feel like it doesn't do the open world stuff that well. And I would much rather run on that linear path that the first game had. And I feel like you had to actually you like use your senses a little bit more in the first game not a little bit more a lot more in the first game to figure out the path and i feel like it holds your hand a lot more than the first game did and i'm not a huge fan of that and yeah, so the- i would i really again that's like my one hour in impressions so i'm not sure if that'll change as i play it more but um yeah it's fine it's good i'm glad it exists but it does it, it doesn't give me the same feeling that the first game did and so in that i'm disappointed so it's better than nothing one one could say that yeah uh it is better than nothing i i I do want to play it more but i also have a stack of fucking sealed games on my shelf that i want to play more than i want to continue mirror's edge catalyst so like rise uh, of the tomb raider like rise of the tomb raider like quantum break like everything ever it's crazy uh aside from that uh do you guys ever play those the, the the jackbox games have we talked about these before? Uh, not that I remember. I started eating Burger King again. Is this that? Is this the game where you like draw? Where it's kind of like Pictionary in a way? So that's one of them. So they have they they have, and this is the same team that made like you don't know Jack back in the day. Um, and actually, so they have like a. a bu- is this is this the ones where you like you create a server and then connect to it with your phone? Yeah, it is, and it's I I feel like they're fantastic. Like it's like. You know, you have people over, everyone has a phone in their pocket, so they have these games that are for, you know, three to ten players, or however many players, it it depends on the game. But they, you know, you just go to a website in your phone's browser, regardless of the platform you're on, type in a code, and you're playing together. Uh, and there's like, yeah, there's one that's like Pictionary, there's one where you're, you know, making up definite, uh, making up definitions for a word, and there's, there's other drawing ones, they're, they're quite they're hilarious and they're quite fun and i i just feel like the idea of bringing everyone together by ha- you know that controller is always in your pocket they they've done a really good job with it and and i i had played it a couple times at friends houses but they actually just had the, they they have these two uh items called like the Jackbox Party Pack and the Jackbox Party Pack 2 which are like five or six of the games um basically all in one kind of application. Uh, and they had it on a PSN sale and they were both like, they were like $4 each as opposed to like the $25 that they usually are. And uh, I picked it up and I've played a few times with friends and they're, they're hilarious and they're really fun. It's, it's like they're, they're, they're all like party games. So it's, you know, the answers and everything that you're putting in is quite humorous. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked them out, they're super enjoyable. Hmm. If you have friends well, that come over physically. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard uh, good things about it about friends or one well, it's just cool because it's like I, 
it's just <laughs> I've heard good things about friends. I should check into that. It's just it's just cool because you don't you know when you're like oh let's you know invite a few people over like you don't always know what you're gonna do and you and you know I I have like two Xbox controllers and one PS4 controller and not a lot of multiplayer games so the fact that we can like spontaneously be like hey let's play these games you know these party games like and everybody obviously has a phone in their pocket like it's just it's just a it's just cool to be able to do that and it's something that is kind of lost on you know typical console games at this point basically Juan what have you been playing uh that sounds good Derek I'm sorry it's low energy right now no I was build that wall oh am I not saying anything no (laughs) what you just cut him off like seven times that's all that's all just Shane things (laughs) (laughs) hashtag I think that's the same as just neckbeard things (laughs) <laughs> wars no go ahead no I, I'm, I don't know if you guys are I was just gonna say something then I got cut off and we're now, done now, we're I'm, done. now I'm being yelled at for not talking <laughs> what is Game it change. is this what it's like to be married <laughs> no this one's worse <laughs> 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 so am, am I uh, you can go ahead skip, go yeah, skip, yeah, skip, yeah, yeah, floor I'm, done, I'm done I'm done the Flashers! You no, you can't have it both ways. You can't cut me off and then get mad at me for not talking. It's like I'm cutting you off and telling you to no, go. I, I'm done. Let's move on. No, what are you nothing? Playing? That's my answer. Let's go. No, that's a lie. <laughs> you say something right now, goddamn no, it! I'm not man. Let's just move on. We're wasting time. Let's go to the to the to read a response. What was it? <laughs> okay, fuck Josh and me then. <laughs> Josh, what have you been playing? Um, just Mighty Number no. Nine, like we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, like I was saying a little bit, like I don't get the ne- the hugely negative reception it's been getting. I think a bit of it's overblown because of how um, controversial the release was. But at the same time, it's still nothing special, and definitely not four million dollars special. It's basically Mega Man, like old Mega Man including all of the, like, annoying cheap deaths, um, which, like, I know the old Mega Man games are like this, too, where, like, everything's, like, instant death, and it was designed to make you have to start over stages repeatedly, but it seems like this game does it a lot more, like, right at the end of the stage than even old Mega Mans did, so it'll get frustrating when you'll blow through a stage, and then all of a sudden, you just get instant killed like twice or three times in a row right before the boss and then have to start all over but i mean that's just kind of the nature of those kind of games so that doesn't really bother me too much but the thing that really makes it i guess different from Mega Man is that you can dash into enemies that you do a certain amount of damage to um so instead of just killing them if you dash into them when they're weakened you'll absorb part of their powers so that you'll get some kind of a small stat boost None of which the game tells you. You just get icons above your head and you just have to figure out what they do. But, yeah, I'm three stages in and I want to have a full review out just to kind of give my thoughts on it. But so far, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it's also not as bad as what everyone's saying. And then the other game I've been playing a lot of is Overwatch. Um, been playing off and on with randoms, with friends. Uh, Juan and I were playing a little bit before we started recording, so that was fun. But... Who's your favorite hero? Diva. I had decided that Diva's gonna be my favorite hero before I even played it, so mm. I'll be damned if uh I wanted I wanted I wanted to play May, but I just didn't like playing her and I switched to Black Widow, Widowmaker. Widowmaker, yeah. Sniper. 
Yeah, no, I tried Widowmaker and I suck with her, but yeah, Diva and Mercy are my two main characters that I use most of the time, but I'll switch depending on what the team needs. But don't expect me to be any good. Which, with which is which is which is something anybody who's an Overwatch player get good with. Well, wow, wow, sound like an asshole. Get good with like all the all the heroes and just you know if your team needs certain things, switch. Yeah, and they give you those notifications that say, "Oh, your team needs more attackers or more healers or whatever." So it makes it easy to keep track of. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. But a lot of the complaints that I was reading about before I even had the game, as far as like console players ignoring objectives and just killing each other and that kind of stuff is pretty apparent when I play especially mm-hmm. when I'm trying to use mercy and you know trying to support people but they just keep running straight into firefights and then I get killed because I can't protect myself while I'm trying to heal everybody so, I, I know um the, the VoIP is kind of shitty on consoles correct um what do you mean I don't know what the, what the like, fuck like, the like, is. Like, there's no, there's no easy way to, like, chat to your team. Like, you have to have a party? Or am I, or am I getting this confused? Um, I don't know, because when I'm in a party, like, with people I know and that kind of stuff, it automatically lets us talk, but we have to join a group first. But there's been times where I was playing with randoms, and the little icon at the bottom will say five of six people um, chatting. So it makes hmm. it sound like... If you have your mic plugged in, you can just talk to everybody unless they're muted for whatever reason. But I haven't really okay. tested it out either because I don't usually use my mic unless I'm playing with people I know. Mm. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Um, I've uh, been playing Wind Waker HD. Uh, I got For some reason, I, I just got the urge to play it. Um, it was on sale uh, f- uh, on digitally for like twenty nine ninety nine. And then I had a 10% off coupon. So I got it for $27. Um, and I've been playing the shit out of it. And you know what? Like, I haven't been this enthralled in a game in a long time. Like, it's so many good memories of just, like, s- sailing around. Like, I'm staying up to, like, 3 or 4 in the morning just to, like, play it and get through it. It, it was so much better than Twilight Princess. Um, and, like, the story isn't just, like, shoved down your throat and so, like, brooding and moody. It's like, hey, uh, go get this thing. All right, bye. And you're like, fuck it, thanks. I'm on my way to get this thing. Great, great game. Uh, great memories. Uh, pick it up. You know, Wind Waker is my favorite. Again? You want to try again, one? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Mission Objectives. Last week we asked you guys, what was your game of E3? William E. said, Zelda, obviously. Also, South Park looks good. I'm happily surprised to hear about Siberia 3. And still waiting for ReCore. Courtney D said, "God of War." I watched the ten-minute playthrough and it felt like it was, uh, but it felt like it was only a few seconds. It was a beautiful game. The combat looked fun. Um, liked the change to a more Viking style. It made me consider buying a PS4 just for that game. Then Devin H said, a "Breath of the Wild for me." Responses you guys got? Yeah, I got uh, Miles H said, uh, "My favorite game is to spot next year's E3 developer dropout." Uh, Kyle A said, excited for Battlefield 1, which is odd because I haven't been excited for any first-person shooter since Modern Warfare 2. Uh, our very own Daniel Camposano said, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Miles H then said, Minesweeper 2017. Uh, Graham H said, Battlefield 1 and Zelda, that's it. Uh, Michael B said, Death Stranding because it's Kojima. Miles H with a third response said, Brexit, the Apocalypse. Uh, and Carlos Lopez said, uh, Farm Simulator 17. 
It was funny, though, because I don't think Kingdom Hearts was even there, was it? I don't think so. Yeah, but neither was Minesweeper, so who cares? Um, mine was, for my responses, Diana T said Zelda. That is all. Oh, second thought I would give it, or in second, I would give it to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Kevin C said Overwatch, which I can attest to because I was there with him and he spent the whole con playing Overwatch and Killer Instinct. <laughs> um, our own Adam Lemus said King of, or King, Sea of Thieves. Uh, oh, he loves that game. <clears throat> it looks good though. I really like the trailer. Um, Sadie P said Zelda Breath of the Wild. No hesitation about that. Um, Hassan V said, biggest surprise was Rhythm Heaven being announced and released with dual audio, but as far as the games of E3, Breath of the Wild. And then Timothy K said, besides Zelda, I've got to give it to Horizon. Hmm. And for... Juan, you got any yeah, responses? Yeah, i got a couple. Uh, from uh, This is all from Twitter. From at Nintendo Jitsu. It says, Breath of the Wild, absolutely breathtaking. I think that might be a biased source, though. Probably. Um, <laughs> at Skyward Soldier says, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> hands down, and Crash Remastered. Do I have to choose just one? Uh, Gamer Xyphos says, also Breath of the Wild. Uh, we have uh, Matt Manaver, Matt Manver 2 says, Resident Evil 7. And finally, we get Wandering Zero says, Spider-Man being done by Insomniac Games could be the best superhero game next to the Batman Arkham games. True, true. I have to agree with that. That's going to be that's going to be so hype. Yeah, I, I, um, I am equally excited. I think that game didn't get uh, enough attention in, in terms of because there were all there were great announcements. I'm, I, there were so many of us who were like freaking the fuck out. A Spider-Man game by Insomniac Games. Yeah. Oh, it looks so cool. And the costume looks great. Yeah, yeah I've heard. I've seen so many people complaining about this, the costume as well. Though I thought it looked really neat. I, I liked it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool too. The the game though, and I mean, it was like a what, like a less than one minute trailer yep. that like didn't really show you that much, but it was like, like as far as like reveal teaser trailers come, like that was like holy fuck, like I need to play this right now. And then the, like two days later, they were like, oh yeah, that's in game. Like, oh, it looked it looked gorgeous, and it's been. I mean, like. I played the shit out of the first Amazing Spider-Man game for PS3. It was not a very good game, but I like <laughs> couldn't stop playing it. And so, if I could have an actual really good Spider-Man game, that would be fantastic. And hopefully, it's not too much like Sunset Overdrive because I had a hard time playing that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, so we don't have, we forgot to pick a new question. Um, Favorite N64 game. Yeah, I think I th- I don't think we need to we need to write that one down actually. It's tw- it's the Favorite. anniversary, 20 year anniversary. Well, I was I was, was going to say if uh if you were a game a game franchise and you could vote to remove yourself from a company, <laughs> <laughs> what franchise would you vote to remove yourself from and why? I'd vote to remove Metal Gear Solid from Konami. And Excess. And Excess. Uh favorite 64 game. Um are you, are you choosing one, or are you choosing someone to go first? I'm pondering. Um, WWF No Mercy. I'll, I'll second Ooh. that. Pokemon Snap. Jet Force Gemini. I would. I wish that they... Why is there no Pokemon Snap remake? The, the guy who made it, like, did an interview, like, months ago and said, like, no, we're just... No. He's like, we know you want it. We just don't care. Well, I mean, he said, like... 
he he was m- much more articulate than you know a overtired chubby white guy sitting in in Alaska has to say. But um, yeah, so. Does anybody remember Jet Force Gemini? I do. That game was cool. I remember yeah, Record, I actually. do, yeah. It was one of those games that needed that N64, that little expansion pack to play. Mm. Yep. yep. How much was the expansion pack? Free with Donkey Kong. Yep. Ah. Oh, was it like they tried to like pack it in mm-hmm. with as much stuff as possible type thing? I see. And did, didn't it come with Perfect Dark at one point? Uh, I don't think it came with it, no, but it needed it, it. it. it needed it to play, yeah. And was there? It was it like a... I just I don't remember very well, and I didn't own an N sixty four until like I. I just sold my sixty four. I have one now, and I but I didn't. I don't think I actually because the fam like my family had a PlayStation, and I don't think I got an N sixty four until like four years after I had bought a GameCube type thing. But was uh were there games where it was like it would be different if you had the expansion pack or was it just straight up like this game requires the expansion pack like did it do anything for like oh now you can play multiplayer because we have more ram or textures or something like that or was it, it just solely like you need the ex- you need the expansion pack or this game won't work the only it varied ga- from game to game yeah. the games that like, needed uh, it or uh, donkey Kong 64 majora's mask and perfect dark you could play them without mm-hmm. those low like then, those were the only three games ever yeah and then in um, Perfect Dark's case, it was the opposite of what Derek was saying, where it actually had multiplayer only if you played without it. But you could, o- I think, you could only play with bots or something. Mm. Yeah, and like to- so, yeah, it, it was multiplayer it, it would... only if you didn't have it, so you, you could not play the campaign. Right. Wow, that's weird. Um, it, it looks like it, it bumped up to eight megs of RAM, and there's actually a huge list on Wikipedia of like the changes. Oh, really? Um, in different games. Like, I know like, Naboo uh, Starfighter had, like, a big graphical upgrade if you were playing with it. Let's see. Uh, increases resolution to 640 by 480. Greatly increases picture sharpness. A lot of the games uh, just upgrade it to 640 by 480. Um, what did they run in natively before that? Not Two. That? Two. Two. <laughs> you want a game look badass with the expansion pack? Freaking Star Wars Racer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had that. I had that. Um, let's see, like, there's gotta be, like, an original resolution of the fucking console. Um, consulting the book of knowledge. Uh, 320 by 240. Oh, wow, Holy doubled shit. it. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that, like, that is so, so low. That's so low. Yeah. Like, now if, like, a 360p YouTube video comes on, I'm like, I, I can't watch it. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, uh, Gauntlet Legends required for four-player multiplayer uh hydro thunder required is required for three or four multiplayer hydro thunder was pretty rad yeah um perfect dark is required for the single player cooperative and counteroperative campaigns um uh, turn hawks pro skater 2 increased frame rate uh and there was just like a lot of high resolution modes i thought that that there's, picture o- there's from only e- i thought that that picture from e3 that said make tony hawk great again was the highlight <laughs> of e3 for yeah me. <laughs> Dude, uh, that was actually that was actually a um uh, a pretty popular YouTuber. He actually had a video. Oh, really? Oh, is it the it. video that just came out where he plays a bunch of them to see how, what went wrong? No, no, no. It, it was it was from that where that picture came from. Oh, okay. Uh, it was like Jack's HD or Jack Vale. It was it was a pretty popular YouTuber. But um, the games that require the expansion pack are Donkey Kong sixty four, Majora's Mask, Perfect Dark, and that's all the required ones. Um, yeah, you needed it for Ocarina of Time. Interesting. Oh, you know something I wanted to say about Zelda? Oh, I thought you were going to say is, a joke. Oh, no. Um, 
the game, like the game, is called the Ocarina of Time. The game is called Wind Waker, but the the titular items are kind of just like there's no fanfare when when they get, they're given to you. You pick up the Ocarina of Time. You like you reach into a, a moat and like, hey, I got a flute. And the Wind Waker, <laughs> the Wind Waker is literally like you get to an island and your boat's like, oh hey, here's the Wind Waker. It can control space, time, and the weather. Whatever, <laughs> and that's it. There's no fanfare. There's no fanfare. When you get the Master Sword, it's like, you know, lights and, you know, you're, all this all this stuff. It's got its own cutscene. It's got its own music. But, you know, you get the Ocarina, you're like, oh, hey, got flute. And the funny thing is, most oh, yeah, of I the gotta... time when you get the Master Sword, it doesn't do anything different from the regular sword you had. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's... <laughs> Just, I think the people that are that are making these these games have like, have their priorities like a little bit askew. Maybe they don't name them until after they're finished. Well, and it's like maybe it's just less about the spec. Like the Master Swords, obviously about the spectacle, but the other things like the Ocarina and the Wind Waker are integral to saving the world. Maybe it's you know maybe it's some like you guys still there? I, I heard some. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Maybe well, it's I, mean, like, I figured. I figured if it's integral to saving the world, they'd have like, you know, well, and they put could, some effort into it. But it was literally picking the Wind Waker up from the King of Red Lions was like, hey, catch. Well, maybe they. Later. Maybe well, they and maybe it's something no one, like. Go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe they just thought no one would ever dive into Zelda's moat to pull out a flute. <laughs> that, That's true. Ooh. Maybe ooh. maybe it's like a you know like nobody sexual innuendo on that. Shut <laughs> my flute in your moat. <laughs> It's like it like has to do with they That's did the penis. like the person giving you the item or however you get the item is insignificant. Just like everyone thinks that Link is insignificant and that it's the people that you don't think much of or the items that you don't think much of that will surprise you in the end by saving the world. Wow. Fucking deep. I, I feel like it makes sense. You know, he links a little fucking kid in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And then the little kid in the flute saved the fucking world. He's right. There's level 81, guys. Some um, deep thoughts for you. We are an insignificant podcast that will change the world. Nobody believes that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, around the site, boys. Then again, what do you got for around the site? But Link had to jump seven years ahead to make a difference. So maybe we just need we just have <laughs> six more years to go. Uh, six more years. <sighs> I, feel yeah. like, the site. I feel like I'd be surprised if like Shane wasn't like taken off the internet. In six years, build that wall. He'll be on the. He'll be on the. They're no gonna build like a fucking virtual. They're gonna build. Yeah, they're gonna build a virtual <laughs> wall around Shane. He's gonna have no internet. <laughs> I hope you back up all that hentai, because uh, you're um, not gonna be able to get any new stuff no, when they're done I, with you. I got. I got. I got it. I got archives. He's like, I got, I got teraflops. Archives. Teraflops of hentai. Flops. Of, that's not even. <laughs> Is that's that not even the accurate unit of measurement? No, I know, but wasn't that what they said on the Xbox? Was the Xbox thing teraflops? Did you not listen to, to our, our to achieve our E3 the perfect special? pixel? <laughs> yeah, it's teraflops is the correct word, correct for that. Yeah, yeah I was making yeah, a joke. I, I was making a joke. That's that's all. Yeah, you obviously didn't listen to our podcast. No, I did. I I haven't listened to part two yet. Oh, because I worked for ninety five hours last week and I could not listen to it at work. Uh, one. What's your on the site? My on the site is the article by Matt who to talk about a one up bar restaurant in uh, LA. So right that's, uh, there's a number of those places around where they're trying to make, you know, barcades, right? But uh, this one looks very promising because most bars will just throw in a copy of like 
Miss Pac-Man or Galaga and like, hey, we're a barcade. Like, no, you're not. Shut the fuck up. If that's the case, my laundromat's <laughs> a better arcade than you. Which, by the way, <laughs> there needs to be an award to the best laundromat slash arcade in LA. Because <laughs> that when they took away Aladdin's Castle and, and all those other little game uh, arcades in the mall, the, la- the laundromats are our last bastion in our arcade. So uh, God bless we you. We should make it happen. Vietnamese owned. It could be like uh, the Game Awards, but like. Yeah, with a golden washer dryer. But thank you for uh, still <laughs> supplying the world with Neo Geo cabinets. Thank you. Um, uh, I feel like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, but I just want to say like Matt's article is really well done. Uh, so, but there's tons. But I think this one uh, is a good read for any LA locals, especially with. Um, hopefully, if anybody went there during E3, I would, I would like to see what they had to say about it. Uh, I, I feel like the. Uh, those articles are super interesting because they just make me kind of jealous because uh, as far as I know, there's only one arcade in Vancouver and I've been in, been to it a few times and I love it, but it's like the grungiest fucking place on the planet. Like it's in the middle of like Skid Row. Uh, so where you used to work? I, d- I don't really understand that. Didn't but, you watch a guy like shoot up heroin or something? Yeah. Skid different hepatitis in your eye or something. Uh, no, I, I, the test came back negative. Which is not a joke uh, for those listeners. It's uh, uh, and anyways, like there's this grungy arcade, and it's like I've been there at very different times, and it's always just this one old man that like gives you change, and I'm pretty sure he might own the place, and like it's probably got like 20 machines, maybe 25 machines, but like uh, probably 20 percent of them are just permanently out of order, and they have like a like Lost World Jurassic Park game, but the screen's so dim that you can barely play it. And, but they got some sweet pinball machines and like, like all these like barcade things just look super cool. And these are all like, I'm like, I kind of want to wipe this machine down before I play it. Oh, and they have like, there's like 25 cent like peep shows in the back that play like, yeah, they play like eight millimeter film onto like a white sheet of paper. Um, yeah, it's quite the place. But the, uh, but if they have some sweet games. They got like Marvel Marvel vs Capcom. They got. Uh, uh, Virtual Cop. They've got some sweet pinballs, some hockey games, House of the Dead. It's a pretty cool place. Oh, and they haven't like like I feel like I've I've been to a couple of those barcades, and they're always like, oh, this game's a dollar fifty, where every machine on this place is still a quarter, which is fantastic. That's cool. So you can go there for like a few hours and spend like ten bucks. Anyways, my around <clears> the site, the uh, excuse me, the exhibit hall and booth list for San Diego Comic Con. Uh, have been have been published um it's only a few weeks away it doesn't quite seem real to me yet and it might be because it might be because like i bought my plane ticket and figured out the excuse me i got the hiccups bought the plane ticket pay uh figured out the hotel stuff like a long time ago so now it's kind of just like i'm like i just need to go get on a plane um yeah, it's almost here. We're back, of course, booth 3919, uh, which is our permanent home, probably across from Legendary Entertainment again. I haven't actually looked into the PDF of the actual floor map uh, too far yet, um, but I can't I can't wait. I, it's so much fun there. It's a uh, it's hard to describe uh, unless yeah. unless you go and it's like everyone's like, oh, that's a cool vacation. And I'm like, you come back way more exhausted than you left, but it's super cool. It's, my sister is like. Like, hey, I'll be in San Diego. Like, can you get me in? And I'm like, I can barely get yeah. in. Like, oh, yeah. Like, someone's like, like, oh, I should buy a ticket. And I'm like, yeah, you should have, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you, when it was possible yeah. to go. Yeah. Where I'm looking at the map right now in um, Konami. 
uh, Aka the uh, so Konami's Yu-Gi-Oh just, booth. yeah the Yu-Gi-Oh booth. <laughs> Konami's got a booth and it's only it's been Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh the last yeah. like ten years. They don't have, they don't make anything else. Ooh. Yu-Gi-Oh's it. Mm-hmm. Where um I'm trying to find out uh, where I, where I'm gonna get my uh, your uh, porn grab bag. Bags. Yep. Yeah. I know you're gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you miss out yeah. on it last year and you kind of like were really sad? <laughs> yeah. It was it was too late. It was too late. So. Um, yeah. Uh, you should bring your you should bring your plasma sword or energy sword. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Why does Juan love that story it's so, so much? Great. <laughs> I feel like it would just be cool. You should do it. I, I mean, if you don't want no. it, I'll take it home and put are it you, in. Are a- you allowed to import weapons like that? Like what the? It was sharp. You know, it's funny. I feel like. I don't know, you, just importing, you, t- you talked about importing. I feel like every time I hear somebody tell a story of going down to the States and having to go, like, talk to the border guys, they're always like, oh, they were terrible, and they asked me 45 questions, and they wouldn't let me go, and they wanted to, like, go through my pockets and stuff. And every were time I've gone black? down, I've been like, they're like, they'll be like, where are you going? And I'm like, San Diego. And they're like, what for? I'm like, comic convention. And then they laugh at me and let me through. Like that's all it. Right. All right. Um, let's let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. You just uh, hate Josh, my stories today. You hate. We haven't. Talk- Juan's got to go. We haven't. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> I see it. I see it now. Sorry, Juan. Sorry. This is it. Josh, round site. Um, mine is Music Mondays because it reminded me of the days Blink One Eighty Two made music and weren't chasing UFOs. Oh, babe. Thanks. <laughs> I would like to uh, change mine to Music Monday as well because Shane wrote an article. Oh. Oh. My uh, around the site is uh, Brian Cranston and Zordon. Zordon. <laughs> Zordon. <laughs> that sounds like a new eight. Like someone's gonna name their kid like Jordan, but with a Z. <gasps> oh, and a Y. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, that was the lady one, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Geekscape Games podcast. Uh, as always, you can find us on Geekscape.net uh, on Twitter at Geekscape Games. I'm at Shane O'Hare. SSJ can I gaming platforms. I'm at D. Cranavelt and Captain K17 on everything that I don't play. I'm at the King of Mars on Twitter. And I'm at New Joshua just about everywhere else. All right, we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.